This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest. So who is my guest of today? Well, what I can tell you is Dr. Marilyn Scott has been a holistic healer for over four decades. She is a graduate of the California College of Naturopathic Medicine, as well as the Loomis Institute. She is also a certified natural health professional, bringing natural modalities to the forefront. Her company, Healthy Living with Marilyn Living, contains 58 shows which were simulcast on Facebook and YouTube. Dr. Marilyn has two new websites, or two in total, which are www.thebookbeamazing.com as well as www.healthylivingwithmarilyn.com, which contains a plethora of information concerning the most up-to-date info on living the natural and healthy way. Dr. Marilyn is an author as well as an international professional speaker on natural health issues, caregiving, and a positive outlook on life. Dr. Marilyn's books, Be Amazing, Positive Results Are Just a Leap Away, and her new book, Pulling It All Together for a Healthier You, are available on Amazon. Her main goal is to enlighten people and show them how amazing they actually are. Marilyn is the proud mom of three children and super proud grandma to five grandchildren. Dr. Marilyn resides in Richmond, Virginia with her husband. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. How are you, my friend? Man, I'm amazing, girlfriend. Absolutely amazing. Fantastic. And yes, you are. And before we jump into this, I just want to say for the purpose of uh, the listening audience, just to give context to our relationship, we have been connected for quite some time on social media. And I have to say, Marilyn, I'm super grateful for all the tags that you put up daily and include me on with all your daily inspiration and positivity. It really does set the tone for all of us who have graciously been included in that lump sum of people that you're forever sending warm greetings to. So thank you for that. My pleasure. Totally my pleasure. 
So everybody who follows me, for which I'm grateful for, knows that my whole approach to this each week with my guests, it's unscripted. I think it makes for a much more organic and authentic conversation. But the one thing I do like to start with, Marilyn, is the inception of my guest journey. Uh, for whatever it is that they are an expert in or they're impassioned by or they specialize in, generally there's a correlation between the subject matter, their branding, their messaging, and their purpose. So let's start with why why medicine? Why holistic medicine? Why is this near and dear to your heart specifically? The reason why it is near and dear to my heart, I've been doing this a long time, Lisa, a really mm-hmm. long time. Um, and the reason why I do it is because I find that the natural way for me and for the people that come to me, there's no side effects, virtually no side effects. I practice different healing modalities, as I talk about in my book, Pulling It All Together for a Healthier You. And I want people to realize that there's other ways to take care of yourself besides going to the doctor and getting a pill. Sometimes the pill is not always the answer. I mean, sometimes you have to go to the Western side of medicine, but many times you can catch it before and you can do it holistically. You can find things in your kitchen. I have one of the titles of my chapters is healing from the kitchen. It's amazing what you have in your kitchen that you can use to make you feel better. So that's why I do it. I started out with herbs years and years ago when I was in my twenties. And so I'll tell you all, I am 66 years old. (laughs) I I make no bones about it, Lisa. My kids will say, you're 66, yes, but I feel like I'm 36, which Beautiful. irritates them a little bit because they're 36 and older. So, <laughs> so they say, you can't be that mom because I'm, I'm 36. It's like, well, yes, I can because I feel 36. I don't feel 66. I don't act 66. Don't walk 66. Um, and I just feel real. I feel amazing. And when I started my Be Amazing post, my intuition said, you need to write Be Amazing posts. And this was like two and a half years ago. I don't ask, I don't question my intuition. My intuition Mm. knows me better than I do. Oh, I love that. That is so well put. And I subscribe to that wholeheartedly. We talk a lot about that particular subject matter on this show uh, because a lot of people who have climbed the echelons for where it is they are today on the international stage with what it is that they're recognized for and equally sought out for, uh, it's it does go back to intuition. And for those who do believe in their intuition, for those who allow themselves to be guided by their intuition, there's no coincidence to the yummy things fall following uh, suit in terms of alignment, in terms of co-synergy, in terms of the results and the outcomes that one is destined uh, to acquire in their journey for the trajectory of where it is they say they want to go. Um, So, you know, to hear you say that, one, I'm not surprised, Marilyn, but two, good on you, uh, because of course, this is what continuously shows up in your life. Uh, by making the choice. And we do underscore that it is, in fact, a choice as to whether you tune into your intuition because so many people are are inclined to tune it out. You know, they they silence themselves. They deafen that whisper. Eventually, the whisper, as we all know, it becomes a loud, resounding, boom, wake-up call. And then people have no... um, choice but to eventually pay attention to that and hopefully it's not too late so let's talk about without giving too much away of what's in that chapter in your book Marilyn let's talk about some of what can be located and found and and implemented in the kitchen setting for those who are listening 
Well, one of the things that I love to use is apple cider vinegar. Yes. But you have to get the one with the mother in it. And people say, well, what's the mother? And that's the sediment in the bottom of the apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. And you mix, you know, you shake it up. And what I do is I, I don't drink it straight. I tried that one time and it was, to be honest <laughs> with you, it was like gagging a maggot. You know, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I do I do cut it with water because mm-hmm. it it can go down it can you know it can hurt your esophagus you got to be careful with what you're putting in your body mm-hmm. especially if you're I I always suggest to my patients and clients less is more yeah because if you if you take too much and you start detoxing well you have to go through the detox mm-hmm. because that's the only way you can get it out so if you start small and work your way up you can always add more, but decreasing, you can't do that once it's in your system. Mm-hmm. So um, I love apple cider vinegar. It's great for colds. It's wonderful for indigestion. When I was on the seafood and eat it plan where I saw food and I ate it, mm-hmm. um, I'll be honest, I'm an emotional eater. Okay. I do have an eating problem. I put that out there because there's a lot of people and it's in my book and it's in my first book, Be Amazing, Powerful Results Are Just a Leap Away. The reason why I tell people is, they have those problems too. And yes. I want them to realize just because I'm out there and I've written a couple books and whatnot, I have issues too. And I want people to realize I'm human. I'm not, well, I'm not one of these people that's way up on, you know, higher than a kite. I am human. I'm down on the ground. I'm grounded. And I do have an eating problem. So I go on the seafood and eat it program. And when I do that, Lisa, I get indigestion because I eat things I'm not supposed to. Right. <laughs> and when you eat things you're not supposed to, you're going to get sick. So right. the best thing that I have found is apple cider vinegar. You take it, put it in, put like a teaspoon in, two ounces of water. If you need more, add more water. If you need more um, apple cider vinegar, add more apple cider vinegar. But I use that, and within about a minute, my indigestion's gone. Fantastic. Gone. Well, yeah. I just want I just want to scale back for a minute, just uh, dial it back because what you said was so pivotal and it's so important, and that's why you're on this show, Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, because in order to be relatable, you have to be open and candid uh, and vulnerable and transparent about your own struggles. Uh, otherwise, people cannot relate to you. People will think, oh, if she's the so-called expert, you know, then who am I to think that this is going to be of benefit to me? Uh, you know, the success muscle, you know, people think success only comes to those who are born with a silver spoon in their mouth or they've got some kind of gene that the rest of the population has uh, been missing on. It's not true. And and so I really appreciate you being open and talking about the fact uh, that you are an emotional eater, uh, but you can be those things. And rather than subscribing to victimology, you can actually find the solution to eradicate the problem or to at least keep it at bay or to at least make good, healthy choices for yourself. So by sharing that message and and putting the human face on this as it relates to you, Marilyn, I thank you very much for that. Well, you're welcome. When I put my first book out, when I published my first book, I'll be honest with you, Lisa, I was scared to death because that book is my life. Mm. And I put a lot of things in there that I came forth with and even about my divorce and how I handled my divorce. Um, and I've put a lot of personal information out there. I, my goal is to be as transparent as I can because mm-hmm. people have the same issues I have. 
My weight is my Achilles heel. For some reason, by the grace of God, I have lost 55 pounds. And wow. it, but it has been, well, my allergist took all my fun food away. Right. And when your allergist takes all your fun food away because you're allergic to it, because really what the things you love the most that taste the best to you, those are the things that you shouldn't be eating. Right. So he, he took all my nuts away. And I said to him, uh, cut my arm off because that's not <laughs> That's that's my go-to snack in the afternoon. You know, don't take my almonds away. Well, can I have cashews? No, you can't have cashews because the mold that you're allergic to is on the cashews. It's like, really? Wow. So he took all my nuts away, all of them. And when they do that and they take your cheese away, I know that sounds weird, but when they take your nuts and your cheese away, you lose weight. Right. Just start, and I started losing weight and it was effortlessly, effortlessly. Mm. So I lost, a friend of mine said in December, she says, get on a scale, because we were doing some type of contest, which sort of, you know, which sort of fizzled out with everybody. I don't know what happened to it. But she says, get on a scale and take a picture of your, your weight. And I looked, I said, I would rather climb Mount Everest barefoot than get on the scale. <laughs> and she says, and then she says, and take a picture of your weight. I said, Really? And, I, right. and she says, well, you don't have to show anybody. It's like, okay, I'll do that. Well, I got on the scale with my eyes closed because I am a wimp when it comes to getting on the scale. I do not like the scale. I will never buy a scale that talks to you because mm-hmm. I will throw it out the window, I guarantee you. <laughs> I will not agree with what that scale says. Right. Having said that, I got on the scale with my eyes closed and I opened up my eyes and I had lost 22 pounds between the end of August and the beginning of December of last year. And it's like, wow. OMG, how'd I do that? Well, my pants were falling off of me. I know that sounds bizarre. And I wasn't, I was so busy writing my second book that I wasn't paying attention to the fact that my pants were too big. I mean, if I put my, my phone in my back pocket, my pants would start falling down. And my daughter and I went, took her, my grandchildren to a luminary Christmas thing at Lewis Ginter. Um, it's a botanical gardens and no, they didn't pay me to say anything like that, but I love this place. It's only 12 <laughs> minutes from my house uh-huh. and my pants were constantly falling down and I constantly had to pull them up. Well, thank God I had a big black swing coat on so nobody could see what I was doing and it was dark and I think, well, if people can see me, what's the odds of them ever seeing me again? So right. I spent two and a half hours pulling my pants up because I kept coming down. It's like, this is ridiculous. And so long about a couple months, and the weight kept coming off, kept coming off. I've never had this happen. I've always struggled with my weight, always. Mm-hmm. And the older you get, the harder it is to get it off. It's a lot. It doesn't take much to put it on. You mm-hmm. know, um, people say my f- servers up at were at the special diner I go to. It's called the Silver Diner, up, and it's nutritious and it's wonderful. And they'll say, "Do you want dessert?" It's like, "No, that's a eat it today, wear it tomorrow." I don't, I don't eat. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm not I, I eating want... it because I wear it. Exactly. But having said that, you know, um, I started using this other program, which re- has rebooted my whole weight system. And I've lost another I don't know, 12 or 13 pounds. I've lost a total of 55 pounds since last August. And I haven't even really been trying. So God has been good in that respect because I've gotten in pants that I haven't been able to get into four and a half years. Because that's when I started going on the seafood and eat it plan. So amazing and and you know what that little song i don't know if this was through a youtube video or something that went viral but remember that pants on the ground pants on the ground look at yeah. the fool with the pants on the ground <laughs> well girlfriend my pants were on the ground and i got rid of those pants 
normally I keep, you know, we all women do this. Let's be honest. We all do this. We have several sizes of clothes in our in our closet, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, the majority of the larger sizes that kept falling off, I decided, and this took me a a big step. I put them all in a bag and I took them to, you know, Goodwill or whatever, just to get rid of them. That took a lot of courage for me because when they're in my closet, it's like an insurance policy. When they're out of my closet, it's like, there's nothing I can do. I have to keep this weight off, you know? And my son is, he's always saying to me, mom, I said to him one day, I said, this eating plan is really, really hard. He looks at me and he says, mom, it is not an eating plan. It is a lifestyle change. Get used to it. Those words, mm. those words really turn me around, really turn me around. Some of the things that my children say to me, I mean, they, they just make me realize, yeah, you're right. You are absolutely right. You know, and it, they keep me going. They're the mm-hmm. ones that got me back into the healing room, the healing mode, because for a while I had a yarn shop. I was a knitter. Knitting is my addiction. It keeps me out of the refrigerator and I make good things. <laughs> Truly. And, You're hilarious. And because, and then one day they all came over and they said, it's like, I like knitting. Yeah, but you need to help people. So I went back to school, got recertified, got relicensed and opened up a practice again. But a little over, not quite five years ago, I closed my practice to take care of my oldest grandson who believe it or not is going to be five next month ouch wow yeah and I became a grandma for three years and where I live in Richmond Virginia it is very much a networking town yes it is I dropped I was like MIA AW I was AWOL you know everybody's saying where are you and I would say I'm playing with Jacob on the floor we're playing Legos you want to come over (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing Marilyn and I said I'm being a grandma I'm yep. taking a break. I'm being a grandma. And that's what I did for three mm-hmm. years. You know, good, good for and you. then I, st- I started healthy living with Marilyn. Somebody said, you got to do a TV show. And it's like, I like being a grandma. Mm-hmm. No, no, you have to get the word out. So in, in about 14 months, we did 58 shows. So incredible, incredible. Was, it was pretty incredible because we did them every week. We were live. We were not Memorex. So if I made a whoops, it's like it's out there. Because but I love that. I, You know what? I love that. People oftentimes say in terms of the podcasting radio world, like, you know, aren't you scared if, if something, you know, gets said and, and there's no edit before? No, like this is real life. This is people having real conversations. Uh, you can't, I don't believe in editing stuff. But anyway, except for books, that's important. But um, Except for books, yeah. Because yes. you can say, you know, my editor, so you can't say that. It's like, really? Oh, I say that. <laughs> nah, you can't. You know, right. my, my second book that came out, it has a dog on the front mm-hmm. and because she's pulling it all together and it's a Corgi with a chef's hat and she's like out on, a, I say she, because to me, she looks like a she, um, and it, it looks like she's out on a porch, you know, of a log cabin and she's yeah. got her salad there and the EVOO, which is extra virgin olive oil for people who don't know that and the herbs and everything. And my editor said, that's the cover. She's pulling it all together. Well, I had sent her a previous cover, which was similar to the colors of my first cover. She says, you can't use that. And I said, why not? She says, because it's too close to your other, your other cover of the colors, you know, it's like, okay. So I jokingly sent her the one with the dog, knowing that she loves animals and she has dogs Mm -hmm. and, you know, she's had dogs and now she has a cat and everything. And I said, 
when I pressed send and took a breath, she called me, says that's a cover. And I said to her, I sent that as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I did because yeah. I love the other cover. And I said, okay, I'm just going to turn it around and just send her this cover with a dog on it, which I had purchased. Mm -hmm. And um, she says, that's the cover. That's the cover you have to use. She says, trust me, dog sell. They'll buy that, that book just for the cover. It's like, okay. So that's what I did. Well, and I like it. And I like that I'm a part of that book because I was so, super honored and truly touched when you asked me to do an endorsement testimonial, which of course, no brainer. Of course, I endorse and support what it is you do and all your bodies of work, Marilyn. But I do want to take uh, an opportunity to share with the listening audience and eventually the podcast subscribers that, you know, when your peers and your colleagues and other people who are imparting good, inspirational, very uplifting uh, pivotal, profound type messaging, which you know is cathartic, which you know that's going to resonate with a huge demographic population of people. When people want to have your name attached to their bodies of work, it is such an honor. So the fact that you included me in that, I want to say thank you. Well, the fact that you took the time to do that, that was enormous for me. In fact, I'm sending you a copy of my book and I'm autographing it for you. Oh, well, thank you for that. Because I want but you to have one because your stuff is on the back and your beautiful words are on the back. And Lovely. I so appreciate it. And I really appreciate you because you took a lot of time to do that and it, you make me feel special. And that's wonderful. Well, you are special. I thank you. Well, thank you. But I want to, there's something that you said a little bit ago, Marilyn, that I, I want to go back to. So when you were talking about the dread and the trepidation about hopping on that scale, and it was in conjunction with the same time frame of you writing your book, and you know, you recognized by hopping on the scale that I believe you said that you had lost about 10, 12, 15 pounds in, in that window of time. Now, I don't, believe in coincidences so for what it was you were writing about at the time I think the more we unburden ourselves the more we unleash all the stuff that we have been bearing perhaps with inside of us or as we have new resolutions no new insights uh, new epiphanies in the process of writing and you're writing about intimate things which for you you've already identified at the top of the hour Marilyn you know there is a connection between you emotional eating and why you're in this world, you're immersed in this world of modalities and health and medicine and holistic, holistic approach to all of it. Um, so when you talked about, you know, you weren't even cognizant of the fact that your pants were loosened uh, because you were so wrapped up in the writing of this book, you were so immersed in the book writing. To me, there's, there's no, it, it, it makes perfect sense that you would have dropped weight right? Like when you unburden yourselves, whether you're disclosing something or you're getting additional clarity on something or you're, you're, you're tapping into the emotions as you're writing your book with things that perhaps subconsciously were still submerged inside of you, you're, you know, you, you are going to shed the skin. You are going to shed the weight. You are going to shed all the dead toxicity that you've been carrying around. So to me, that's just a perfect metaphor a perfect example uh for the weight loss that you weren't even tapped into at the same time of you being totally immersed and submerged in your book writing well yeah and um like i said i i've tried i've tried diets i don't i don't use the word diet 
because mm-hmm. the first three letters in the word diet are die, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to die doing this. Right. Truly, I'm not. And I say that to people and I say, oh, that's hilarious. It's like, but it's so true. I don't yep. want to die trying to lose weight. I've lost this weight effortlessly for whatever reason. I found a way to reboot my body through another program with ketones and ketosis. And it has been enormous what it has done for not only my my energy, but I sleep better. You know, and everybody reacts differently to whatever they're taking, but I'm more focused. Um, When I was writing my first book, one day I sat down and this was before I really started rebooting my body. And I sat down one day and I had to, I had to talk to the guy from Pakistan who did all my covers. He did all my Mm -hmm. covers and he's, he's nine hours ahead of me. So I was talking to him at three 30 in the morning, my time. Sometimes I talk in the middle of his night, which is my day. Sometimes I talk in the middle of his day, which is my night. Well, mm-hmm. I was talking to him and we were working on my first book and the cover and everything. And um, I started writing that morning at 4.30 in the morning. Now, when you're a writer, you write at funky hours of the time of the day. Yes. You might mm-hmm. be at 2.30 in the morning because things come to your head. You wake up and boom, you're up and you're writing. So, um, one day that one day I got up and I was writing at four 30 in the morning. I finished at 1130 that night. I was focused all day long and I wrote 15,000 words in one day. Wow. I've not written that many before, but a couple weeks ago I was writing and I wrote 6,000 words in about eight hours. So I, I can be the writing machine. Mm-hmm. And I can stay focused, but I also have to remember that I have to get up every so often and blink because when you're in front of the car and you're in front of the computer, you don't blink. So right. try that. I have dry eye <laughs> and I, I did, I have dry eye. So I went to my doctor the next day after being on the computer for 12 hours before my book was totally edited. And he said, well, what'd you do yesterday? I said, you know, my eyes feel like they're the Sahara desert. They're sandy and I'm miserable. And he says, well, what'd you do yesterday? I said, well, I worked on the computer for 12 hours. Did you take a break? Heck no. I had to finish my book. Right. You don't blink. You don't (laughs) blink when you're on the computer. And I realize that. And it's like, so be mindful of that, friends. When you go on the computer, be mindful. You know, be, take a break, blink, get up and go to the restroom, get something to eat, stretch, mm-hmm. you know, blink your eyes, at least blink your eyes to get them going again. And, you know, be mindful of those things. And they say when you sit for a long time, it's like smoking a bunch of cigarettes. So mm-hmm. you know, it's equivalent to that. And I don't want to have that health issue. I've had enough health issues this recently this past winter with my back I pulled my back out and I had to walk with a cane and there were a lot of things I couldn't do like go to the grocery store I was meeting somebody at a health food store one day and I thought well I'll push the cart well it was like going it was like I said climbing Mount Everest I couldn't get to the back of the store and it's like this is ridiculous so I Mm -hmm. figured out a way to heal my body because sometimes we as healers we don't think of ourselves you know very true of the the right way to heal and so I had to get in a meditative state and my intuition said, okay, start taking spirulina. And that's what got me over. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope and pray that my back doesn't rear its ugly head for a while. 
Well, you're saying a lot of things that, you know, like in terms of the tips that you gave for people, you know, in terms of posture, sitting, blink, especially if you're in front of a computer, the deeper message that I'm getting out of this too, Marilyn, and those are all good tips. And I certainly appreciate you imparting that to the listening audience. However, no differently than the correlation. And and see, I connect the dots on things very quickly, uh, particularly as the host while I'm taking in what it is that my guest is is sharing with all of us. But no differently than what you said about having shed 10, 15 pounds at the same time that you're, you know, completely immersed in your book. And you've already indicated that, you know, you're very candid, you're very raw, you're talking about things, you're disclosing things, you're being transparent. So the more you're tapping into letting go of the things that no longer serve you, the more that clarity shows up. And so when you're in the flow, when you're in the zone and you're writing for like 10 hours nonstop, uh, because, you know, everything synergistically is aligned. Well, no coincidence, again, for what you're talking about and for what you specialize in and for what your goals and your mission is uh, with this holistic approach and, and getting rid of the word diet, Uh, you know, because you're feeding yourself, you're nourishing yourself, all this yummy stuff, you're cleansing yourself. And when you cleanse yourself and we understand, particularly in the personal growth, personal development industry, it's a mind, body, spirit connection correlation. So when you're taking care of all other aspects of your being, then everything else starts to morph, right? You start getting huge traction and momentum with everything else that you're laser focus on so when you're in the throes of writing this book and you're sitting in one sitting and you're expending 10 hours plus from beginning to end to get those 15,000 words pumped out this goes back to some of what you've highlighted is is what you've introduced to your body and by introducing what you've chosen to introduce to your body it's also had a positive effect and a paradigm shift on your thinking right oh yes Oh, yes, because I definitely walk the walk and talk the talk. Yes. You know, I am transparent. If somebody asks me, I I used to not talk about my age, you know, but I tell people, yeah, I'm 66. And people, you don't look 66. And and they say, how old are your children? And my oldest next month is going to be 40. And she reminded me earlier this year, all my friends who I graduated with from high school are going to be 40. It's like, really? Already? already and right she she's gonna be 40 in a few weeks and to be honest with you it bothered me but it doesn't bother me anymore mm-hmm. you know because I feel like I'm 36 so I'm younger than her so that's fine and reason why I I used to not talk about my weight I used to not talk about anything like that but when I wrote my first book it's like it's in there you know, mm-hmm. and it was for me, it was like you said, it was a cleansing. It was just getting it out. It was talking about how I hit rock bottom and how I managed to rise to the top. Because I'll look at people when they're having a bad day, like at the grocery store or whatever, and I'll say, be amazing. And they look at me like, yeah, okay. <laughs> they, don't know, they, they don't know how to. They don't know how to take it. So I say, you know something, you are amazing because you've made it this far in the day and you just go for it. And all of a sudden they get a smile, their energy starts changing. It's like, somebody really cares about me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I care about everybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care, you know, what you look like, because what we look like is our package. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what color we are. It doesn't matter. I'm, you know, I don't care. 
Um, I love everybody. It's what's inside that counts. Yes. It's what's inside in your very soul, how you present yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to be negative, no, nah, I don't want to be around you because I am very empathetic and I'm very intuitive and negativity, negative people give me flu-like symptoms and I'm not being around people like that. Right. You, know, <laughs> you either be positive, you find a way to bring yourself up the bootstraps, I will help you. But the other thing is, if you're not willing to help yourself, I can't help you. Right. You know, right. I have had to, that's how I have fired, if I, you know, that's how I have quote unquote fired patients and clients because I have said to them, I can't help you anymore. And mm-hmm. I'll give them a business card of somebody else that is a colleague of mine because I live in the holistic world. Here, maybe this person can help you give them a call. And that's how I relinquish myself from somebody who is not willing to help themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because if you're not willing to help yourself, I can't help you. I can't. Right. If you're willing to wallow in your sorrow and live in the past, can't live in the past. It's already done. Hallelujah. I can't help you. Hallelujah. You have to live in the now. I live in the now. I live in the here and now talking to you right now. I, the past, there's nothing I can do about it. The mm-hmm. future, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't have a crystal ball on my dresser. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want a crystal ball on my dresser because mm-hmm. everything is supposed to happen the way it's supposed to happen. When mm-hmm. I was in, um, when I was married to the kid's dad, I would ask my intuition, okay, why am I in this situation? And my intuition would always say to me, Lisa, this is the road I paved for you to walk. It will make you a stronger woman. Well, after asking that a couple of times and I kept getting the same answer, I quit asking. So I said, okay, I got to walk this road. Okay. All right. So that's what I did. Uh-huh. Beautiful. So, and it has made me a stronger woman. It has helped propel me to feeling better and to helping other people, which mm-hmm. is what I want to do, you know, which is what I do. You know, I put my Be Amazing posts out on Facebook every day. Well, the past couple of days, I haven't been tagging people because I felt like, well, I tag everybody the same, almost the same people every day. Maybe they're getting tired and I just want to see what's going to happen if I don't tag people. You know, right. So the past couple of days, it has been what I call raw. So I have it. I just put it out there. And most of the time, like I saw something, maybe you put it out there when when you see that I haven't been doing a lot of stuff, when you haven't seen me, on, you know, on the in the limelight or in social media. I've been busy at the cell level. Right. At the you cellular know, level. That's me. Yeah, I put that out there. Yes, I know. And you put, I was trying to paraphrase it, but it's like, yes. So when people see my one post out there during the day, they know that I'm busy doing other stuff. Absolutely. I don't have time to troll Facebook. It's just right. I don't have time to, you know, it is, it sucks your time, right? Right. Social right. media sucks your time. Um, my dad years ago, when my dad was alive, um, he was at, when computers first came out, he was out at my my sister's house and my brother-in-law was showing him a computer, his new computer, you know, where mm-hmm. we had the modem that was really huge and all. Yes. And they were on the computer evidently for three hours. And my dad says, I'm never doing this again. My dad <laughs> never got, and honest to God, he never got a computer. He never right. did. And, right. my, and, he, and my mother doesn't have a computer, you know, she's to get in touch with her. I have to call her on the phone. I can't text her because she has a cell phone, but she won't text. She's 90 years old. Yeah. So, um, you know, she won't text. So it's like, crap, I can't text her. So I have to call her. Right. The the best thing I can do is leave a message. She has no internet. She has no computer. And she says to me, she says, I have that because 
I, um, what did she say? Nobody can find me. I said, mom, you got a doctor for every part of your body. They can find you better than (laughs) Well, but you know what? That's another metaphor for the fact that everybody's operating on a different program, right? That's right. Everybody's on a different plan. Everybody's on a different program, whether you're calling it a holistic program, whether you're calling it a social media program, like everybody's downloading different things at different times based on their level of awareness. Not everybody's comfortable with stepping into the realm of being uncomfortable, Uh, You know, I put up live streams. I talk about unfucking yourself. I mean, this is my show. I can say what I want to say, but it's really true. I mean, I, we talk a lot on this show about, you know, turning shit into gold and where a lot of people begrudge what it is that they went through once upon a time, or they're still in victimology mode, or they're still pointing the finger, blaming at other people. It's like, you know, there is a gift in there. And when you can make that work for you, knowing that, as you said at the top of the hour again, Marilyn, I know I'm not the only one. I knew I wasn't the only one who was an emotional eater, you know, so why not come clean with that? Why not be transparent about that? And the more transparent you are about your foibles and your trials and your tribulations, the more people can go, oh man, she's the real deal. She's human. She, you know, she's like me. She can relate to me. I might not be an author. I might not have these YouTube channels, but I mean, she's speaking my language. I mean, these are my dilemmas. These are my debacles. These are my things that I struggle with. But I didn't know until I tuned into Marilyn that there's these different options and there's these different solutions, but not everybody is solution focused, right? Some people, people are just so consumed and fixated and preoccupied with the once upon a time, time warp of what happened, like move on people, move on. Exactly. You know, there's one thing that I really want to tell people. Um, you know, weight has always been my issue. It's been my Achilles heel. And after I had my last child, I gained, well, when I had my last child, I gained, I, when I was pregnant, I gained 110 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I taught exercise to pregnant women. I rode my bicycle with my son on the back. My two younger ones are 19 months apart. Let me tell you, friends, I don't recommend doing that at all. Mine are 18. Mine are 18. I get it. You know what it's like? You've been there. (laughs) I had three kids within five years. It's like, that was crazy. Uh That's what God wanted me to do. And that was one of the things that made me the person I am today. But after I had my daughter, I lost all that weight and I became anorexic. So I do have an eating disorder and my Mm -hmm. eating disorder is anorexia. So if anybody is out there that has an eating disorder, feel free to contact me. I have been there. I fight it all the time. Mm -hmm. If I get food poisoning, which I've had before, which is hepatitis A, if I get that, sometimes I will revert back into anorexia. It is Mm -hmm. a scary thing, but I realize it and I try to, I go out of my way to pull myself out of it with a lot of meditation and journaling. It is not easy. Mm-hmm. Food and me is not an easy combination. And I'm very cognizant about it. I don't, I don't fret over it mm-hmm. and I don't cry over it. I try to do the best I can every day. And most of the time it's like, it's just a doing, it's not a thinking. I keep the thinking out of it. Mm-hmm. Because if I think, put the thinking in it, I'm going to get myself in trouble. So I just keep the thinking out of it. Keep my brain out of the way. Like when you're working with your intuition, keep your brain out of the way. Listen to your intuition because if you don't, you know, it's like when your intuition says don't, when you're driving, don't go straight, turn right. 
and <laughs> you go straight and there you're stuck in traffic. You know, I had, had that happen a while ago. I got my brain in the way. It's like, Marilyn, quit doing that. Right. But right. I am and I do, I do suffer from anorexia. Um, once you have an eating disorder, you always have an eating disorder. So, Mm -hmm. but I'm managing to keep it under control and that's the important thing. And I tell you this, I tell your listeners this and all my friends and everybody that, um, being out of your comfort zone is the where you have to be. Absolutely. I am so far out of my comfort zone. I lost the map and I can't find my way back. Love it. That's fine. And I love being out there, but telling people that, yeah, I have an eating disorder. Yes, I'm an emotional eater. Um, you know, I, I go the natural route specifically because I, that's what I've been doing for most of my life, mm-hmm. you know, and I find that's the way I go. I love homeopathy. I've been a homeopath for, I don't know, 38 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lost count after a while. When you get to be my age, you know, it's <laughs> another day. Well, you said something about age a little a bit ago that I want to come back to. And you were you talked about and this, you know, a lot of people struggle with this and you've kind of surpassed this. You, you, you know, you got past this yourself. A lot of people fixate on age, right? A lot of people get, oh, my God, like I'm in my 60s. I'm in my 50s. I'm in, you know, there are so many people who are no longer with us today who I'm sure would have given anything to have another year or another decade or to, to have the privilege and the honor and the opportunity to go gray and to have grandchildren uh, and, and to have more memories under their belt and to have discovered more things and met more people and more kinships and connections. And, you know, so when, when people, when people balk about their age, I can't help it inside myself. And I know, you know, everybody has their triggers. Everybody has their own ways of viewing things. Um, but I think aging is a beautiful thing. It's a gift. It's a gift to even be born. It's a miracle to even be born. And so for every extra day, never mind year or decade, as we get older in our lives, uh, that's afforded to us, that's truly a gift that a lot of people no longer can say that they're in the company of being able to share in that sentiment with us because they've passed on. Well, I don't look at it as living an extra. I look at it as every single moment. Exactly. When I can make it every single moment, I have been a success. Yeah. And even if it's making my bed or whatever I'm completing, whatever project I'm completing, Mm -hmm. um, painting a picture. I love to paint. I'm not that great at it. I have a friend who's a great artist, but she moved. But anyhow, painting a picture or knitting a scarf or knitting a sweat, whatever. I look at it as I've made it through this moment. Let's go on to the next moment. And that's why I don't look at it as a day. That's too long for me. I look at it as moment to moment to moment, living Mm -hmm. in the now, living right now at this very second. That's Mm -hmm. what I look at. You know, um, my strategic advisor just turned 84. He's 84. Wow. Yeah. And he, you know, he has his health issues and stuff, but he still is wonderful. He's still right on. He's sharp as a tack. And uh, his wife's my editor. And they're, they're a great couple. And they're the ones that really keep me inspired, keep me motivated, keep me going, um, making me realize that this is it. You know, just do it. Just mm-hmm. do it. Don't think about it. People say, well, how do you do it, Marilyn? You just do it. You don't think about it. My kids ask me, how did you raise 
how did you raise us, mom, and stay sane? Because I was basically, <laughs> I was basically a single mother in a dual parent household. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, my daughter said to me a couple months ago, we were at a grocery store having lunch, a health food store, and she she has two kids. Um, she has my little um, three year old grandson and my only granddaughter who just turned a year and she says mom how did you do it with us I said it's it's a doing it's not a thinking you don't think about it you just do it Mm -hmm. so if you're having an issue getting through don't get your brain out of the way and just do it you know if you want to write just do it just start writing people say well how did you do write two books in one year I just did it I didn't think about it I did it you know, I sat down and I started writing. I sequestered myself for eight days one time in Fort Lauderdale and wrote the first eight chapters of my my book, pulling it all together for a healthier you. Sometimes I have to do that. I have to go away. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you have the wherewithal to do that and the time to do it, do it. Don't mm-hmm. think about it. You, you got to get your brain out of the way because our thought processes can be our worst enemy. Absolutely. Our processes can knock us down. Right, Lisa? Absolutely. Well, and it, it's, you know, I, I believe this adage, you know, I didn't coin this term, but you know, what you put your attention on grows stronger. And that's for the negative. And conversely, it's also for the positive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and we can talk ourselves into things just as easily as we can talk ourselves out of things. So if you've got goals, if you've got passions, if you've got intentions, if you, you know, if you really want to navigate your journey and have a yummy life and have yummy people surrounding you and really be just focused and concentrated on the things that are going to serve and propel you uh, to be incongruent with your life so that you are walking your talk, then you've got to really relinquish all the things that you know habitually do not serve you. And so, you know, so it's not about being in denial. It's not about not acknowledging that there is another way, but, you know, oftentimes it takes a lot of you know, not listening to your intuition and, and falling on the heels of old habits and patterns that do not serve you before people finally go, you know what, I can't do this another year. I can't do this another day. And it really does boil down to even before thoughts, it's, it's how you feel. How you feel is what permeates to the brain and sends off that message of what it is to think. Think then transforms into actionable steps. So if you're in alignment with your feelings, you're going to be in alignment with your thoughts. And if you're in alignment with your thoughts, you're going to be in alignment with your actions. But it does no differently than the mind-body-spirit connection. It really does incorporate those three things. So we wake up every day. And we can be committed to, oh, God, I've got a laundry list of things I really don't want to tackle. These aren't my favorite things. i got to deal with people I don't want to deal with. Or you can be grateful. God, I woke up this morning. This is awesome. How am I going to spend my day? I can't wait to connect with people. I can't wait to write the book that Marilyn's been writing about and now she's on radio talking about, you know, or, you know, having children in your case where there were 19 months apart and, they, you know, three of them under five. You just, in five years, you just got to... You just got to do it. You just got to plow through things. And the more you analyze and dissect things, the more you allow that gateway of negativity to creep through where it can counter exactly what it is you want to accomplish or what you need to do to so-called get through a day. And I don't like getting through anything. I actually, uh, you know, I want to know that I'm approaching things because it's through choice or because I'm excited or I'm on fire or I'm 
you know, lit up or, or whatever. For some people, it may back to basics, grassroots. It might be, okay, I got to get from one minute to the next, or I got to get from one hour to the next, or I got to get from point A to point B in my car, or I got to get from Monday to Friday, and hopefully there's no hiccups or whatever the case may be. But, you know, in terms of the energy that you want fueling you so that you enjoy each moment from moment to moment, week to week, day to day, year to year, you know, be in love with your life, be in love with your choices, you know, and don't rely on people for permission, you know, execute and navigate and maneuver the way that it best serves you. Be in integrity with yourself, be in alignment with yourself. And and then before you know it, you can be a Marilyn who's rhyming off. I wrote two books in one year, or I've got 58 shows, or I've got this YouTube channel, or I've got these, all these clients. And, you know, I mean, this is how it gets done. And for the gift of your time here with myself and for what you've shared with the listening audience and, again, eventually the podcast subscribers, and just for what you bring to my life on social media, Marilyn, and the behind-the-scenes correspondence and conversations we've had, I just want to say thank you for the gift of you. Thank you for the gift of your time. Thank you for choosing to emit your positive energy, which transcends to other people having a good day or putting a smile on someone's face or feeling included or feeling thought of or regarded in a positive, warm, welcoming way. I just want to say thank you. I think that's lovely that this is how you choose to live your life. Well, you're welcome. And one thing, you know, you were talking about thinking, thinking, thinking. Wayne Dyer, the doctor, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Yeah. Who's not been with us for a couple years, but he's still with us. Um, one of the things that he says is what you think about expands. So if you put something out there positive, you will get something back positive. But if mm-hmm. you put something out there negative, you're going to get that back too. So that's why I always am in a positive mood. And the hardest thing for me to do during the day, Lisa, is to get up in the morning. I am not a morning person. And I've been suffering from jet lag for a couple of weeks because I was out in California for a few weeks and jet lag mm-hmm. doesn't like me. And <laughs> so when I wake up and put my feet on the floor and I'm ready to get up, I say, thank you, God, for getting me up on this side of the sod. I am ready to rock and roll. Let's go. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, and going back to what you said with making reference to Dr. Wayne Dyer, I did have the honor and the privilege of interviewing his doctor's um, daughter, Serena. And, you know, it's very true. It's, you know, for people who are immersed in our realm, industry, sphere, whatever, personal growth and personal development, it's it really is. It's about mirroring. It's really about uh, living on purpose. It's about being deliberate. Uh, some people talk about law of attraction. It, you know, whatever you characterize it, classify it, or constitute it as being, if it's within that realm of, of positive focus and shift and attention, what you put your attention on grows stronger. You, you emit positive energy, good energy comes back. You know, you pay it forward and you're of service to other people. No coincidence that there's other people who are lining up to do the same for you. You know, so it, it really is. I really subscribe to this ideology, this philosophy, this, this deliberate way of intentionally living my life, my approach to people, my approach to my goals, my intentions, uh, whatever it is I choose to strategize, even incorporated within my parenting. I talk about the law of attraction all the time with my children. Um, so, you know, it, it really is true. It's a choice. It bottles, it, it really comes down to 
being very definitive in your decision making. Am I going to have a good day? Am I going to choose to have a good day? And no matter what unbeknownst, unforeseen circumstances that may throw your day awry or your mood of the moment awry, you can recalibrate. You can recalibrate. Like you said, talk to yourself. Be cognizant of the fact that this is a thought you're now starting to analyze things. Perhaps you're analyzing yourself in down the rabbit hole. You've got to very quickly shift back. As quickly as things get thrown at you, you've got to recalibrate and you've got to get back on your feet and you've got to have that conversation with yourself. I am still choosing to have a good day even though my computer crapped out or even though my radio guests never showed up or whatever the case may be for whatever it is in each person's individual lives with their unique circumstances, you know, you get to this age stage in life, none of us are immune for things going awry. Things happen to us, but how you choose to embrace that and make that work for you and turn it around and turn it into a positive, that's our own doing. That's our own choice making. Truly, it is. Oh, I totally agree with you. You know, there's times when I have a crappy moment during the day, you know, um, when I was writing my second book, I was really having a bad day one day and I text a friend of mine and this friend said, and I said, I was really having a bad day. This friend said, put your big girl pants on, Marilyn. You got a book to write. Get going. <laughs> I mean, you know, talk about speaking from the hip and waking up. I said, you're absolutely right. And that's a day that I wrote like 4,000 words in just a few hours Amazing. because I had to get moving. And when you, you know, sometimes when you reach out to somebody that you know is going to shoot from the hip. Those yep. are the people you really need to hear from. Those yep. are the people that are going to say, get your act together. You got something to do. Do it. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, they don't coddle you. They don't feel sorry for you. They, they get you motivated. And that's, Bingo. those are the type of people I need to hear from, you know, when I'm having a, a, a difficult moment or, you know, I don't go through, I don't think any of us go through a day where we might not have a challenge that we have to surmount mm-hmm. or an issue we have to move through. We all do that. We all have issues like that. My biggest mm-hmm. thing is standing in line. I don't like standing in line. So, you know, I sit there and I pray or I sing to myself or whatever. Um, that's where my patience, you know, God is testing my patience and he's always doing that. And it's like, dude, quit doing that stuff. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's life. It's life, you know, right. and you have to deal with life. The, the cards that are dealt with to you, you have to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And play the best hand possible. Make the best exactly. of it. Exactly. Absolutely. Play the best hand. But if you're having an issue, you know, and you have a friend or somebody that you know that's really shoots from the hip and you're having a bad time, those are the people you need to talk to because those are the people that will get your brain rocking and rolling again and make you realize, oh, yeah, I really need to put my big girl pants on. I need to move on this now. Absolutely. Your big boy pants or whatever. Right. Whatever you're wearing or not wearing. Just that's right. (laughs) Lace up. We won't go there, but that's right. All right. But Marilyn, being cognizant of time, um, I just want to give you the opportunity, of course, where can people reach out to you uh, for a consult, an initial consultation? Uh, Where can people see where you're speaking? Where can people follow you on social media? How can people buy your books on Amazon? Any information would be most helpful. Well, they can go to Amazon um, and just type my name in, Marilyn A. Scott, or the book... um, My book is called Be Amazing, Powerful Results Are Just a Leap Away. My second book is called Pulling It All Together for a Healthier You. 
I put my phone number out there too. My phone number is 804-350-0034. Again, 804-350-0034. That's my cell phone. So please text me because I don't answer phone calls that I don't recognize. <laughs> because I've gotten too many spam calls, you know, and yeah. I, I block those people. So send me a text saying who you are. Or if you call and I don't answer the phone, leave a message. I answer, I will call people back who leave a message. Beautiful. So, um, that's one way. And my Facebook page is Marilyn.a.scott123. You can friend me on Facebook. Marilyn.a.scott123. That's my Facebook or send me a message if I don't know you, because generally I'm up to a 48, almost 4,800 Facebook followers. So um, I only have like 200 more to deal with. So <laughs> then I'll have to start, I'll start deleting people. And I hate to do that. I hate to do that. So, you know, send me a message because if I don't have any of your friends, I generally probably won't friend you. So if you send me a message, I'll catch that. Uh -huh. um, my LinkedIn is Marilyn A. Scott run me on LinkedIn, follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I've got plenty of room there. And my Instagram is Marilyn A. Scott or healthy underscore living with Marilyn. Um, and I can't remember my Twitter because I just signed up for Twitter again. I dumped Twitter last year with 10,000 Twitter followers because ha something had to go at the time. So I'm starting all over again, but I think it's Marilyn A. Scott. You do Marilyn A. Scott and you see what I look like, you know, that's it. Fantastic. Well, Marilyn, I just want to say once again, thank you for the gift of your time. I appreciate the humor. I absolutely love the banter. I love the insights and I love how you incorporate really pivotal, profound life lessons in a way that people can resonate through the use of humor. I just, I love guests like you. So I just want to say, <laughs> I really do. So to the listening audience, I want to say thank you once again for the gift of your time, uh, particularly during the summer. I know it's really busy for people. People are on vacation, staycation, are still working, got their kids home from school. So the fact that you take time out of your schedule to tap into Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald with my guest of each week, I can't thank you enough. I'm very clear on my purpose. My purpose is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. And until next Friday where we're joined by yet another phenomenal guest. In the meantime, I want to wish you a safe, wonderful, fantastic weekend. Love and gratitude to you all and love and gratitude and appreciation to you, Marilyn. Thanks so much. Thank you. It was a blast. I love you, Lisa. Have a great Love day. you too, Marilyn. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.